You're listening to the shorter, digest version of the Hutton Orbital Radio Show, with the Hutton News, the Hot Pit Bit, Commander Flossie and her community goals, Galnet Digest and Buck Naked's Top Trucker. If you want the discussion section and the green room, there's also a longer version of this podcast available. Whichever you choose, do enjoy the show. As the presenters finally take their seats, there's a clattering on the gangway down the hall. Through the glass to the green room, and further on through the open door to the station, a tall, gangly figure can be seen running at speed, or at least as fast as mag boots will clank. One hand holding a glass, the other protectively hanging on to a jaunty pink umbrella perched on the edge of it. He reaches the green room, hurdles a giant cake that says, Happy birthday, Hanky! whereupon the surprised stripper pops out from it wearing nothing but a crown and holding a scepter where any naughty bits might be on show, looks around and then dives back into the cake again. He trips over the dozing apology officer, charges into the studio and looks around for a chair. Not finding one, he pulls over a box of scripts, plonks himself down in it and carefully balances his fluorescent fruit-based drink on the edge of a console. Just in time to hear the words, Our mics are live. Good evening, truckers, and welcome to Hutton Orbital Live. I'm Rudolf Hucker. I'm the Harry Balzac. I'm Norma Snuckers. I'm an obvious innuendo. Sorry, I'm Roger Ring. And the quiet one over behind the decks is Ventura. On with this week's headlines. LHS 340 declared naughty after Alvin gets arsey over Hill Pass C. Bugs Bug does Hutton scrapes the boot is clean and cures Virginis of a bad case of Thargoids. Galactic servers driven offline by Groundhog Day virus. Atrus 5060 is letting us know where to apply the cream. Roger Ring's doing his best impression of someone who knows about Hutton's systems. And Norma's leaving big impressions on everyone with the community goals. After a week of worrying about where we will wander to next, the Hot Pit team have been put out of their misery, and the Accidental Expansion team have set up shop in a new system. Alvin's less than impressed that the button got pressed, and more than a little put out that we've ended up in a system that's already occupied. Yes, Hutton have expanded to the catchly named Hill C system, a lovely little high-tech hideout for the Crimson State group. Alvin has ordered that the guilty parties, namely the Hot Pit team, open communications with this faction and let them know that we come in peace, we're not going to shoot to kill, and we will be doing our best to retreat back to LHS 340 as soon as time permits. 
We are hoping that the Crimson State don't see red over the episode and will be at pains to reassure them that Cubicle 3 will be absolutely scrubbed to within an inch of dinner service shiny by the time punishment detail has finished up at the orbital. LHS-340 has had some new signs erected, complete with giant hollow projectors and made of the toughest unbelievium materials to ensure that clumsy truckers don't break them. From his new summer palace in Sol, Alvin has decreed that Bark Woof, Wag Wag, Bark Growl, and that Snarl Grr, Head on One Side, Imperious Looking Sitting Position, Give Me a Sausage Minion, It's Time for My Walk which, for the uninitiated, means something we can't translate and keep our broadcast license. But in summary, don't you dare do that again. The Hutton Anti-Xeno Wing Fighters, or Hacks Wing for short, have culminated a week of a week of work with a win. Yes, after the abortive attempt to totally protect CQ Virginis and CE Bootis from a nasty case of Thargoids, they bought their special Preparation H and liberally applied it to both systems, freeing them of uncomfortably large Thargoids and soothing the local space lanes to allow the easy and pain-free passage of large vessels once more. With the salve applied, pilots have begun their repair operations on both systems, removing as many as many of the population as possible from the threat of a fiery death. It has been reiterated. Start again. It has been reiterated this week that the removal of refugees leads to a requirement reduction for resources in the repairs, underlying that whilst the Thorgoids set fire to anything, the majority of damage is caused by panicky populations thrashing around and everything at sight. Whilst the Thargoid menace rumbling along towards Hutton Space, we would like to remind all listeners to listen out for Atrus 5060 later in this report, where he'll be giving us a right royal rundown of where, when, what and what the F has happened this week with the warnings. The Hot Pit team were, in a situation that's not unheard of in recent months, thrown into utter confusion this week. Once they'd worked out that they'd put their trousers on backward and that's why sitting down was a more complicated mission than normal and stopped attempting dangerous-looking and spine-cracking yoga manoeuvres, they found themselves further confused when Saturday didn't happen. Nor did Sunday. It was as if Friday was happening all over again. With elections progressing as expected and the wind bar booming across to We've got them on the run! they were perplexed as to why influence across Hutton space was static. No, not all black and white and dotty and hissy, more of a totally void opalesque blank space of nothing. There were no bears or bulls, there was no waxing and waning and definitely no high and low tides of Hutton influence swing that we're used to. There was a definite period of full stop. An anchor had been thrown overboard and the good ship Hutton was firmly tied to the scenery and going nowhere. The Pilots' Federation confirmed that the Galactic Real-Time Influence Measuring Equipment, or GRIME, had gone offline at some point after the last Thargoid Thursday was taking a little time to reboot. On rebooting, all they saw was the ominous, but well-known to Hutton, message, Give me your trash! At which point they fed it the contents of the Galnet discussion forum and things settled down. Unfortunately, this feeding frenzy of salty posts, conversations about whether ganking and griefing were the same thing as pirating and blowing people up for funsies, 
Whether the galactic systems were hosted in a distributed set of a few million shipboard systems or centralized in orbit around Founders World and of course the usual the galaxy is dead dire warnings on digital sandwich boards. It was decided that they'd move the Mr. Dusty virus to the forums and they were now scheduled to be killed with fire, nuked from orbit and treated with extreme prejudice before being brought back online. A bit like Cow's last rebuy with a shiny new paint job. The Pilots Federation are said to be upgrading the customer service and complaints department with a Me Too button and actively linking that system to their development headquarters. Now, as anyone who's watched the documentary Battlestar Galactica knows, there's absolutely no downside to linking all your computer critical systems together. Definitely no chance of rogue AI taking over the galaxy and definitely no sexy androids messing with your head. Nope, nope, nope. In the meantime, the Hot Pit team are glad to report that influence rebounded and we'll be hearing from our stunt stand-in presenter a little later with an update on what's what in Alvin's backyard. Good evening, truckers. Atrus5060 reporting in once again with the latest intel from Canon Research on the Thargoids. Last week, humanity suffered greatly at the hands of the Thargoids, leading to a total of 15 attack stations and system incursions. Groups such as the AXI, Canon Lab 69, ooh, the Hive, the Hand, Operation IDA, or is that Ida? Hank's Anti-Zeno Alliance and, of course, the Hutton Truckers answered the call to help push back the Thargoids across multiple systems. We have managed to reduce the number of incursions down to six, which in itself was no easy feat. Congratulations are in order to the truckers who participated in lifting the incursion in GQ Virginis and CE Booties. With this good news, there's always some bad news. Oh dear. LTT911 and HIP24046 now have multiple damage stations in each system as a result of the incursion not being lifted. Incursions, oh dear, are also still present in Vaja Deng, Cam Camulus, Apsina and Anchor. However, these systems are not at risk for losing any more stations. Nonetheless, it is important that combat pilots try to lift these incursions as soon as possible. Non-combat pilots willing to help in the fight against the Thargoids, Thargoids are asked to help evacuate civilians from burning stations in LTT-911 and HIP-24046 or assist in deliveries to Bring the, uh, to begin repairing the damage caused by last week's massive assault. Those interested in doing so, please get in touch with Operation uh, IDA or, or is it IDA representatives so they may track your progress. Eagle Eye is also reporting new targets this week. The Thargoids will try to attack the stations in Bad Bad Sist sounds painful. SKT, Sungbi, 
LP73432, CD-54471 and Pad Hyas. Efforts must be made to ensure that these systems do not fall into an incursion and, furthermore, that no additional stations will be damaged. Truckers, your mission this week, should you choose to accept it, will be to defend Bad Bad Sist, Eskitty, Song B, LP734-32, CD-54471 and Pad Hyas. While lifting incursions is important, we must do our best to keep more systems from falling into such a state. Good luck out there, truckers, for the mug. This is Roger Ring with an important report from the Hot Pit team. I've got the notes right here. First, heat one tablespoon of olive oil in a large, heavy-based saucepan or flame-proof dish. Tip in three trimmed and chopped smoked back bacon rashers and fry until crisp. Remove and drain on kitchen paper. Second, add 12 peeled shallots to the frying pan and stir or... Stir and shaking the pan often for five to eight minutes until well browned all over. Remove and set aside with the bacon. Take two chicken legs, four chicken thighs, two boneless chicken breasts, all the skin removed and pat dry with paper. Oh, wait a sec, sorry, that's my cocker van recipe. Let me try again. We won the election in Stein 2051, not Stein 2052, was misreported earlier in the week. And we've got a boning going. Bombing? I'm sorry, bombing, I think that should be. It's supposed to be pronounced bombing or bombing, no idea. We'll call it bombing from here on forward. We've got bombing. It's a nice little civilian outpost with nothing controversial about it at all. Not sure anyone will ever go there, but if you do, apparently it sells lots of titanium. We are currently winning this, the election in piss flaps, and for those of you listening in the censored version of this show, that's PSPFLF2. Epsilon Indy, home of the Indy Bourbon, has got mods, and possibly because too many people li- living there aren't washing their hands often enough. Alvin has installed alcohol gel dispensers throughout the system and lovely pictures of how to clean your pores. The advisory regarding not licking the gel is painted in flashing orange paint just in case Cecil comes by. You can get rich helping deliver more of these more of these signs and dispensers, also known as basic medicines for some reason, and walk away with at least 1% of a void opal value for each tonne sold. We expanded into Hill Parsi. Do not go there. It does not exist. Any Hutton pilot, pilot found in the system will be keelhauled on the specially adjusted Raider body kit fitted ASP. It will leave a mark, so we don't recommend testing it out. Put your fingers in your ear, go la 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 if anyone mentions Hill Parsi to you. Our LP collection is a little high. Someone, move, someone moved it to the top of the shelf and gave it onion head. It needs to come down. So, you can either read historical documents about Brexit, the collected work of Donald Trump speeches, or, of course, work against Hutton in those systems. On the other hand, Wise0855, Wolf359 and Barnard Star need a little pick-me-up, so do the opposite of the last instructions. Yes, work for Hutton. As mentioned by Atris5060 earlier, we've got Thard knocking on our back door, and we don't all like that, and we don't want to let him in. LP73432 is only 13 and a little bit light years from Trepin, 
26.75 from Alpha Centauri. Fadius, approximately 45 light years from LP53281 at the other end of Hutton Space. So combat pilots are asked to dive to LP734 and put the brakes on the Tharg Space Highway before he bulldozes something we care about. Over in Colonia, we want to win the election in tier. We want to and we want to bring another faction down down close to our influence so you can help us hurt them if you want them them being the simple elite core now over to that lady now over to the lady that was single norma sass when i was last on the show but she she but she appears to have become part of a pair of snockers since then norma snockers Technology company Macrosphere is developing a specialised scanning device to detect illicit interference with personal robots and are requesting various commodities, as well as mined jewels, to be delivered to Grandin Terminal in the DS Leonis system. More details later. This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? But, um, well, so Spike, uh, you've, you've been um, on, on duty somewhere in Seoul and not, uh, not flying around the galaxy that much, but I understand you had your ASP handed to you when you tried to um, undock. Yeah, I, I I played this uh, last week for the first time in probably just over a year, and I went out. I thought I'll I'll take my I'll take my third lance out and go and go into a CZ and go and shoot some things. Uh, yeah, it didn't quite work out. I think I I five five rebuys later I sw- I swapped into a vulture thinking that'll probably be easier. Three rebuys later I swapped into my pink anaconda and went and did some trading. <laughs> Okay, so you you've missed. So what I'm just trying to think. You you were certainly there with SRVs, and you were certainly there with the start of engineering. So you've got some engineering in. Uh, Very little bit. So I did very very little engineering, and I still have only clocked up twenty four k in an SRV. Okay, and you haven't met any Thargoids yet. No, and I I just purchased this uh, yesterday my first ever crew member to put into my anaconda because I was getting my ass handed to me. Don't don't get too attached to them. There was a wonderful video, but did anybody else see the video piece uh, or the also the text piece that was done by um, oh which which of the commanders was it? It was um, Falkotuk, wasn't it? About the loss of his long-standing crew member to Thargoids. Oh yeah, yep. I saw that. Yeah, I'm actually gonna um, while, while we're um, bantering in a bit, I may I may call up the text of that just to let people know. I remember losing 
amazing. I had um, a guy called Clem that was with me for two years. And, um, yeah, I lost Clem. And that was a very sad, sad occasion because I just, I've not made an attachment to any other crew member since. It's just not the same. <laughs> The first one's always um, special. Yeah, the first one was special. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I hire him and then I fire him before I cash in so I don't have to give him the money. <gasps> Good tip. Um, yeah. Uh, do be aware, of course, they soak up when you're doing combat and things. Um, they soak up lots of your um, reputation that you gain. Your, what do you call it? Your ranking that you gain as well. Oh, okay. No, I wasn't aware of that. Um, and... Um, yeah, they're expensive. They make more money than you do. Now, the other thing you've missed is that the whole Void Opal rush. Yep. So, it's I, it's about a million... Ice mining as well. 1.6 yeah, million tonnes... 1.6 million credits per tonne. And we did something like, I don't know, a couple of hundred billion credits the other month between us. Wow. Um, so, if you want to buy yourself a, a nice crate to come shooting Thargoids in, go and spend half an hour mining, is what I'm going to suggest. Cool. I will. I will. Might, I might try and do that this weekend, then. Yeah, and if you're coming to join the Thargoids, we've got, as we mentioned, now, Mr. Bolsack, I mean, sorry, Palantir, there yes, are some Thargoids. Now, we, we we were doing two systems before. I mean, you haven't personally been taking part in this. You've been sort of hiding behind a boulder somewhere, I think, haven't you? I've been spending a lot of quiet time idly pulsing through the galaxy. But we, we, we had we had some, some, some virgins and some booties um, that were sort of rather infected with Thargoids, and we had to clear them up. Um, the first week, you thought, yay, we've got this, and then um, it actually caught fire because we didn't manage to kick them out. But this week, we actually managed to help get the Thargoids down to zero in both the virgins and the booties. Yay! Yay, but the bad news is they're are well there are two systems near us that are under attack as well so we've drawn that line they haven't got any closer i think last time they were 26 light years away and now they are um um 26.75 i think you read didn't you uh, spike yes there you go that was a good memory i think it was 26 yeah 26.75 so they've not got any closer so LP734-32 is where we have nasty Thargoids now. So we're moving um, the Hackswing, or anybody who's anti-Thargoid and really, really loving blowing up the Medusas and Basilisks and everything, over to uh, LP734-32. At the moment, nothing's on fire. And if we do enough this week, it means it won't catch fire. So we've got the opportunity to save ourselves a lot of work if we can go there and kick them out. Um, so for your, for your benefit, Spike, Thargoids... I've not seen one yet. Okay, you've well, got apart from the you, black and white one that was like very wiring drawing about thirty odd years ago. Okay, so you've got the really little ones that look like the ones from thirty years ago. Cool, and they're called things like marauders and inciters and berserkers, and they can be blown up with just about anything. Though the AX guns, um, which are the the anti Zeno guns, you can you can buy on planet side stations. I think um, those are really good at ripping through those. They okay. do different they do different things. So they sometimes fire caustic missile at you, which means your hull starts corroding. Oh, nice. Which is, not, yeah, or they just pew-pew you. And so if you find in the outfitter, you can get yourself um, some decontamination limpets. Oh, nice. So a decontamination limpet controller. What you do is you uh, detarget everything, fire decontamination limpet, and it sort of scrapes the green goo off the outside of your ship for you and stops you dying quite so quickly. That's quite so cool. It, you, you want to get yourself, and you can have a maximum of four AX, four experimental weapons on your ship. So that's the AX guns, or if you've done it, the Guardian Ruin gun, you know, the Guardian stuff, which I don't think you've seen either. Nope. Right. Well, you haven't got those accessible yet, but you could go and get them if you wanted. You have to run around the ruins and scan things and do stuff, and I'm sure somebody would take you out to one of those, but once you've um, downloaded enough bits of data and collected enough bits of smashed Thargoid skimmers, which are quite fun to see, um, then you can spend some of that and upgrade your guns to things like shard cannons and 
uber gauss lasers and stuff that really hurt the big thargoids but that's for later for the little guys you don't need that ax guns are fine in fact beam lasers are just fine as well you've then got the inciters who let off a pulse to make all other all other thargoids attack you oh ouch yeah uh, you've got ones that repair other thargoids by yeah. using out a pulse that repairs other passing thargoids which is not cool so is that um, like the, is that similar to the repair beam that you know, there is or was uh, no, it's just a pulse, and the, it's a bit like when the big Thargoids repair themselves when you try and hurt them. But I'll right, come okay. on to that bit. So, um, and in the when you go into the systems, you've got the whole new scanning system in, the, in there now in your cockpit. So when you arrive at LP seven thirty four thirty two, you go into your new scanning system and you you honk the system, and you're looking around for NHSS and non human signal sources. Um, grade four, I think, contain the little Diddy Scouts. You get about ten grand for each one you kill, so it's not much money, but you kill three and a half thousand of them approximately, and the system is saved. So oh, okay. they also all you have to do, kill three and a half thousand of them. The really good news is that each kill of those counts three times as much as an elite ship towards your elite ranking. Oh wow. Oh cool. Yeah, my so combat rating is a bit low. Yeah, so it's a good way to boost your combat rating. So you go from NHSS 4, and then you come up to the 5s. Now, an NHSS 5 is your big Thargoid. These are big, scary, noisy things that have a variety of weapons, and they are quite hard to kill if you haven't got the right gear. It's not the kind of thing I'd recommend you do solo, but we've been taking wings of anything up to 8 truckers out and uh, wading through them like they aren't there. So these guys turn up, they scan you, they go red, they get angry, and they've got a pew-pew laser that hits you and uh, practically ignores shields. They've also got giant lightning that they fire at you if you get too close and they're upset, which really strips your shields entirely and takes 20% off your hull. Um, they also launch little thuckers, like little mini Thargoids, in swarms of 16, 32, 64, and 128, depending on the scale of the, how tough the Thargoid is. Wow. Um, and these things fly at you and kill you and, cool. and do it a lot now what you can do is there's a new kind of gun which is a frag cannon and the frag cannon uh well, it's, a, it's a flat gun so you, you fire it and you hold the trigger down and when you let go it explodes so what you can do is you can fire it towards the swarm and then let go there's a little there's a little symbol that lights up when it's at the right range and you can explode it and it takes out the swarms and, and more swarms will launch with the big thargoids what you have to do is you have to hurt them and hurt them and hurt them until they get tired and they feel like a rest and then a thargoid heart gets exposed on one of its legs it's got it's got loads of legs sticking out the side um, and it glows a bit and exposed and th at that point you use your ax guns and you pew pew the heart down and it's got a bunch of them and the, the, the cyclops has a few and then the basilisk has a few more and then the hydra has shed loads of these things um and it, it's like a boss fight right okay yeah yeah and then you have to hurt it a bit and knock out a heart then hurt it a bit and then knock out a heart when you knock out the last one it explodes corrodes your ship and then tries to kill you when you've killed it <laughs> nice there's a huge green cloud comes out and if you fly through it your hull starts going <laughs> and disappearing but as a visual spectacle it is absolutely stunning and the combat against them does very much feel like the stuff you'll remember from 30 years ago. Cool. Oh, I'm going to give it. I'm going to have to try and make some time this weekend and head over there. Yeah. Then. Um, but the thing to do is, if, if you can get yourself some void opals, get yourself in a crate, um, engineer the heck out of it if you can. You want hull strength, because all of these Thargoids, they tend to ignore shields a lot, and they just smash hulls. So you want to go for as much hull strength as you can. Uh, get yourself a fast-charging shield. But, um, yeah, hull, hull strength is your, your absolute saviour on this one. Does it um, make a difference which version crate? I've seen this too. Uh, not the Phantom. Not the Phantom. Cool. The other one. And it means you can put a fighter in there. Oh, okay. 
a fighter bay, which means you can launch fighters and they can go bleh, 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 at the passing Thargoids and then get blown up repeatedly, but it saves you from being blown up because they target them. Cool. That's good. Extra shield. So, yeah, it, it's, um, so the, the little ones, the NHS S4s with the little scouts in it, um, you'll be absolutely fine now. If you're used to dealing with elite ships in res sites, that kind of thing, you'll get the hang of that one really quickly. And so these sort of specialised weapons, are they? do you need to keep swapping in and out if you're going into sort of normal combat as opposed to Thargoid combat, or do you just keep the specialised weapons with you all the time? They are less effective against real ships, not aliens. Cool. Okay. So I've, I've actually built a, a, a special, you know, Thargoid killing. I've got a little Thargoid killing crate, which I use for the little guys and for okay. support, and then I've got a great big Type 10 armed to the teeth with Guardian weapons for taking out the big guys. And well, I've left okay. my anaconda parked for doing normal hunting duties. Cool. Okay, that sounds good. Because I, 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 you load them up with um, hull tanking and everything. It makes the jump range awful. It makes their handling well, not as good as it could be. So, yeah, um, I only use them for Thargoids. But as they're getting to 26 light years, it's it's um, it's about time we need to stop them. Yeah, yeah. And so the, the all these are you on the Type 10? Are, are they gimbaled weapons or...? Uh, no, the AX the AX guns are fixed weapons. Right, okay. So well, you do need nice to learn how to fly with fixed... Yeah. Well, the crate. This is why the crate is like um, a vulture on steroids. Okay. So it, it's like a yeah. What, what is it? The the, the big the big Audi Audi R10 uh, when compared next to the um, little TT. Yeah. Right. Okay. Makes sense. It, it basically looks like a TT that somebody sat on and made it fatter and wider. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it is. It's, it's nice and fast. I mean, my, mine boosts up, and the good thing about it because it boosts up to about five hundred and forty-five. Um, oh, it means away. you can run away. Yes, you can run away. And so that that's in the normal NHSSs, the signal sources. What used to be yeah. USSs, well, they are USSs. Um, but then, if the Thargoids win, what happens is they we go into another state where you get Thargoid combat zones, like the war zones. Yep. And you arrive in the war zone, and there's a load of NPCs there, friendly NPCs, and they ask you to come and help join the fight. And you've got to kill a certain number of Thargoids and at least one or two of the, the big boys for it to win and tick over and log that as a win, you know, for the incursion. And, and you rinse and repeat like, that one. a capital ship? Is that, is that it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a, yeah, exactly like one of the old um, cap ship uh, zones. Cool, okay. Uh, do not do that on your own. Trust me. <laughs> I have enough trouble in a normal combat. low hazard zone and got my ass handed to me. Yeah, unless you are Graham MK and you're hull tanked in some big imperial lady pleaser, um, you're not going to survive that. And cool. in fact, we, I, re I we regularly take a wing in, and so people will, will wake out, go and repair, and come back in. As long as somebody stays there and keeps it active, we will quite often do it in a couple of shifts where you have to go back for repairs and things because of the damage yep. you take. So we, on these ones, we tend to take things like repair limpets for the crates. So my, my crate has got repair limpets and also decontamination limpets. Right, okay. So I run away from combat a bit, take all of the um, corrosion off me, do a bit of repairing, and then fly back in again to, to join in. And can you, um, rip, as with those limp, both sets of those limpets, you can fire those at other people? You can fire them at other people, and if you accidentally have an enemy targeted, it will actually fire them at an enemy too. Oh, <laughs> which, is which is not handy. No. Um, not that I've seen it do any repairs on Thargoids yet, but I would be very. I've not tested that. Actually, surely scraping the green stuff of a Thargoid's got to hurt it. 
you'd think. Uh, there have been rumours that occasionally these limpets, as they fly back to you, if you're flying around at speed and they, they banjo themselves back to you, um, actually hit you, and they're made of that unobtainium indestructium stuff too. Um, but only when they hit you. And there have been rumours <laughs> rumors of the limpets actually destroying pythons out there when they get deployed. Oops. There was a nice video of that <coughs> with a bug report. Anyway, so there you go. There is your crash course in um, defending space against Thargoids. Cool. Thank you. I need to build up some money and then buy it. I think I've got 50 million in the bank. Uh, well, I think we're all sitting on about one and a half billion at the moment. Right. I'm a little bit short. I've got, no, I've got half a dozen ships, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean, 54 million you'll make in about an hour of um, void opal mining. That sounds like the first order of the day, then. Yeah, I'd go do that. Now, obviously, if you're interested in going down to the Guardian Ruins, and I know lots of people have already done this one, there are directories online, and there are regular hut and wings sort of popping out there, because it's quite good fun with a few of you at SRVs. <clears throat> so you pretend you're Tony Robinson, and you find a series of small walls on a planet. Yeah. And then you fly around, you drive around the small walls, and things pop out the ground, like towers, glowing towers. It's all a bit Indiana Jones. Towers pop out the ground, and um, some things you can scan, and it gives you data. And those data can be spent later to buy things. Uh, some things can be blown up, and you can collect the bits as materials. And then <clears throat> it does occasionally launch little skimmers, but guardian skimmers, who pew-pew and fire missiles at you. And um, you have to drive around like a loony, shooting them down and then scooping all, all their bits. I like scooping bits. Um, when you've got enough of them, you can then go to a Guardian tech broker, because tech brokers are new. I don't think you've come across them yet, have you? No. No. So you can now you can now swap materials about, things like your, your zinc and your iron. Oh, excellent. But also the data, these data-mined wake exceptions, whatever else, you can swap them for other things. And that, you can also that annoyed go to me with engineering, that you had to go and specifically find the stuff, and it was a pain. Uh, now the trade-ins happen, but of course, if you really rare ones, you have to spend a lot of little ones to get them. Yeah, makes sense. Um, but whereas if you've got the really good ones, you can trade down to the stuff you need for engineering. Um, but then you've also got the Guardian Tech Brokers, where you can trade in some of these Guardian materials for um, super weapons, you know, the shard cannon, grade four shard cannons, that kind of thing. Oh, right, and yeah, Guardian they're Fighters. Only, they're only tradable for, you can't buy those weapons no you 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 can yeah you can't you buy them with um guardian bits yeah cool okay yeah um and then you you haven't seen the thargoid machine either have you i ain't seen no thargoids ah so on planets are enormous thargoid structures huge things i mean going around there i mean in vr it's incredible but um going down there in your srv it's seriously creepy and on the outside you've got these little sort of scavenger Thargoidy things that come and spit at you a bit. Um, but if you bring down various Thargoid bits of technology, you know the old um, Thargoid probes, the stuff we found floating in space, there are yep. now three different varieties. You take the right things down there and you can open a door. And when you go in the door and you put it in the right place, there's all sorts of steps you can do. It activates the machine and you get the most amazing light show come across. Oh, cool. So, um, there's that that you've not experienced, and if you get the opportunity or any time, take a couple of Hutton pilots down, and they'll they'll show you how the Thargoid machine works. It releases a new kind of Thargoid debris, which you can then take up to space, and it you, there's more things you can do. Canon have done it, and it points laser sights towards other planetary sites as well. And of course, there are um, Guardian structures in space, giant glowing Guardian structures. Which cool. are quite interesting, um, which you can activate by charging them up by shooting lasers at them. And then <laughs> there's exploration. Oh, I know. There's, no, there's stuff. There I'm is stuff out there now. 
beautiful stuff um we we have uh, the short engineer commander the short engineer i think it is who has been top camera person and grabbing wings of people on the um team hotbox and taking them around to visit lagrange clouds and spiky things and mollusks and gourds and there is so much to discover out there all very beautiful and all very alien and half of it wanting to kill you <laughs> Good. A bit like Australia. No, that's most of it wanting to kill you. Yes. <laughs> going exploring these days is a bit like going to the outback in Australia. Pretty sure most things want to kill you. And, and always worth taking a beer with you. An awesome Centauri Mega Pisces, you are going on a long journey. Everyone told you meat to Hutton was a bad idea, but you're independent and don't take orders. Now it looks like your cargo is full of flies and rotten meat. But luck is on your side. You can always sell it to McDarkoids for a small profit. So, a good week, all in all. It's flashing. It's flashing. It's flashing. It's flashing, and the community goes. Hello, Floss here with this week's Community Goals News. This week we have two CGs, one trade and one mining. And in fact, the mining one may be of interest uh, to somebody who's talking about doing some of these um explosive coal mining as it's uh, for jewels. Technology company Macrosphere is developing a specialised scanning device to detect illicit interference with personal robots. Macrosphere CEO Tanya Sharp provided the details. The recent Mars Tribune scandal proved that the illegal reprogramming of robots is a genuine concern. Our next scanner will allow robot owners to discover if their trusted servants have been compromised. A components drive is being organised by our partners, DS Leonis Industries, as well as shipments of microcontrollers, autofabricators and aluminium, we also require newly mined jewels to channel the micro lasers used by the mech scanner to detect interference. Delivery should be made to Grand In Terminal in the DS Leonis system. The initiative begins today the 28th of February and will run for a maximum of one week. To, to be eligible for rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before delivering microcontrollers, autofabricators and aluminium or mined alexandrite, grandidiorite and benitolite to counter-terminal in the system. And that is this week's CG News. Hello, this is Snoswell. Here at CompareTheCommoditymarket.gal, we have been compiling statisticals for weeks. Alvin has been working like dog, locked in station warehouse. If you want extra two credit for every ton of scrapping for Hutton, if you need to find somewhere to sell Centauri Magazine, sign up now for a complicated website and receive free Mongoose toy. Me and my mate Winard have been using it for days and made an extra 200 credits. 
Join up now. Complex. Galnet News Digest, 28th of February, 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, pistols resolve Drevel Yada conflict. Mad monks foresee galactic game over. Caustic connection for Thargoid sporopods. Fake forum desalination plan leaked. Colonia body snatcher set to eclipse Jameson. Pistols resolve Drevel Yada conflict. The deputies to Warring Chieftains General Kendrick and Marshall Cooper have brought the bloody conflict in Drevel Yada to a satisfactory conclusion by executing both Kendrick and Cooper. The Namab Purple Brothers and the Drevel Yada League, both now under new management, explained that apart from the leaders themselves, nobody really wanted the war, which cost many thousands of lives. Assassinating the leaders was a quick and easy way to prevent further bloodshed. They just wished they'd thought to do it last week, before all those innocent people died. Mad Monks foresee galactic game over. The monks of the Sublime Order of Van Manen Star, also known as the Mad Monks, have announced that the end of the galaxy is nigh. Their reasoning is based on the recent revelation that 0.0036% of the galaxy has been explored. The Mathematical Heresy chapter of the Mad Monks does not permit the use of decimal points in calculations, believing that only whole numbers are wholesome, which means that 36% of the galaxy has been fully explored. They are not ignorant, however, and know that 36% is more than a third, which means that only two-thirds of the galaxy remains to be discovered. By projecting forward, it becomes apparent that it'll only take another eight years for the whole galaxy to be fully mapped. Once that happens, we will, in the fervent belief of the Mad Monks, know the mind of God and the galaxy will come to an end. This will happen in the year 3313. The Mad Monks are delighted by this news, meaning as it does that there's an end in sight to their unwilling guardianship of Mr. Dusty, the homicidal waste disposal droid. In that context, the end of the galaxy seems a small price to pay. The Mad Monks are today walking with a spring in their step. Caustic connection for Thargoid sporopods. The Anti-Xeno Initiative reports that the huge Neveum octahedral pods found in some Q-type anomalies may be related to the Thargoids. If disturbed, these eight-sided pods release spores that cause caustic damage very similar to that caused by the Thargoids. The spores are, however, unable to penetrate shields, and it was not until Commander Mr. Bow Wow tried dropping his shields in the name of science that the link was discovered. What could the relationship be? 
Are these eight-sided pods primitive ancestors of the Thargoids? Did the Thargoids harvest the caustic spores for use in their weapons? Or are these in fact Thargoid nurseries, with baby scout chips ready to pop out as they ripen? Fake Forum Desalination Plan Leaked The Pilots' Federation has announced that it'll be moving its discussion forums to a new location, and taking the opportunity to tidy things up in the process. But not all is as it seems. Insiders report that the plan is entirely fabricated with an aim to reduce the dangerous levels of salt encrustation that have been threatening to smother discussion completely. There's a huge fuss about the removal of many years' worth of Drabble Show entries, long thought to have been shredded. There's a campaign against deleting old threads and subforums, but it's all fake. All a big show. The plan is this. Tell everyone about the so-called new forum. Then, secretly, valued members of the forum, the ones who discuss topics rather than stating their opinions in capital letters and getting confused why everyone else doesn't hold the same opinion, will be given private access to the original forum, which will be a place of idealism, of positive energy and constructive suggestion where every opinion is listened to and a fair consensus reached. Members of the Pilots' Federation will no longer need to don full body armour before venturing to state their opinion or answer an honest question. Meanwhile, the new forum and its crusty crustacean inhabitants is expected rapidly to accrete a thick, salty covering, increasing its mass and moving it into an ever slower and more distant orbit. In a million years, an explorer may stumble across the salty ice world of New Forum, far, far out at the distant edge of the Shinrata system, and wonder what these strange creatures, frozen in place and in time, still leaking salty bile from their pores, could possibly once have been. The explorer will shake his head, deciding that some interstellar phenomena are not suitable for recording in the Codex. And we'll move on. Colonia Body Snatcher set to eclipse Jameson. Evil Colonia engineer Etienne Dorn, notorious for his dungeon full of allegedly rescued commanders, is getting close to surpassing bubble-based Laurie Jameson for lightweight utilities. Corpse collector Dorn, a balding middle-aged serial killer with metal spectacles, is based at Kraken's retreat in the Loss system. He's been learning fast and has recently been able to make available Grade 4 lightweight life support, equaling the Jameson offering, but without the awkward requirement to become dangerous. At this rate, he may soon be the first engineer in the galaxy to offer Grade 5 miscellaneous lightweight, including the life support so much prized by explorers. Etienne Dorn will be your friend if you bring him 25 living souls for him to experiment on. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.
Howdy there, truckers. There ain't nothing old Buck likes more to start his busy day here at Lacon Spaceways than something hot and brown. That's right, a good old mug of joe. And in the evening, when I head home, I relax with good old sipping whiskey. Now, Buck here knows these things ain't made in factories. No, sir. They're made by hard-working farmsteaders. If you're wondering how these hard-working farm types get their equipment and how the grain and beans get to my mug, let me tell you, it's delivered in a Lacon Spaceways Type 7. If you, like old Mr. Naked, need a barn with wings, you'll buy yourself one of these here vehicles. She's uglier than Cousin Peggy Sue with a forehead bigger than one of my prized steers and longer than one of old Buck's tails. But when you need to grind that coffee run, she has it where it counts. And for an extra 2,000 credits, we'll even attach them steer horns in front of your cockpit. Now you be careful out there. Them Imperial types don't like you denting their toe tracks with your oversized forehead. But rest assured, the Type 7 from Lacon Spaceways will be the backbone of your next farm trip. old buck naked spokesman for lacon spaceways back again for this week's hutton top trucker how do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the milky way why we install this little piece of software called the hutton helper in your spaceship if you ain't already got it installed you can install it yourself relatively pain free by going to the website hot dot for the mug Almost as pain-free as the Hutton Orbital News. So let's get on to our top truckers from last week. Yeehaw! From the Explorers, jumping around like them horny rabbits in a field, Commander Cometborn took the lead with over 56,000 light years jumped. Talk about jumping like a rabbit's there. Tearing up the Don's Pithy Pirates this week is Commander Lucky DL for the third week in a row, with 19.3 million credits earned and accounted for. How long are you going to keep this up? We need a replacement for that Chuck Norris wannabe fella we used to talk about on here. Our top mission trucker this week is Commander Light 027 with 440 mission points earned you'd know what he was about if an he'd hauled 420. Hauling cargo like a hunting trucker auto. Commander Fuller UK. Fuller? 
full of uck. Full of uck. Transported and sold roughly 42,000 tons this week. I guess that's all right. Driving the Hutton High Speed Rail this week, Commander Light 027 hauled 11,306 passengers around the galaxy. That's twice he got mentioned this week now. Way to go, Commander. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is still held by Commander Lithobreaker in 1 hour, 23 minutes, and 9 seconds. And our fastest run so far in this month of February was done by Commander Cold ZA, Cold Za, in 1 hour, 23 minutes, and 32 seconds. You think you got what it takes to take to beat these scores? Then download that Hutton Helper and get to flying, Commander. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Button Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways. Only ships in the galaxy will come with a flight peller called Moof's Magic Fingers. Wrap it around your neck or sit on it. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat, Commander. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? <laughs>